Warning, we're not medical professionals. We're just two gross weirdos fascinated by bodily functions who read too much WebMD. This podcast will contain some pretty gross content, so listen at your own risk. Is it bleeding? Is it bruising? Is it spreading? Is it oozing? Gross! Fun! Cast! <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Gross Podcast. Okay, one more time. We're so bad at it. <laughs> Are we going to go every other? It doesn't work like a cheer. <laughs> Welcome to Gross Podcast. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> also, I think podcast is one word. I'm going to get a Katie on the phone. That's part of why I don't like the alternative. What thing. if we what if we do well, come that's even worse. <laughs> you don't say come. It's even worse. <laughs> well, really, I was just going to make Katie say come, so. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast where we make Katie say awkward things out loud. <laughs> uh, also known as Gross Podcast. I'm Jessica. Queef. <laughs> queef. I'm Katie. You can make Wikipedia say queef. Queef. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like uh thing Queef. you can get for your cell phone that's like burr, 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 burr. that's like the club sound? I want that, but like queef. Queef. <laughs> ah, we should have looked that up before doing this. Queef. Wait, I don't know if I can do this fast enough. Queef. <laughs> feeling <laughs> my body is feeling pretty great except i have a weird kind of painful tingling in my arm and i can't figure out what it is and probably it a heart attack driving me nuts <laughs> um hopefully it's not a heart attack i think probably i just have not been drinking enough water and i'm starting to get weird like dehydrated nerve responses or something Literally every time that I feel a pain in my arm, um, I'm like, oh, it's probably it's probably a heart attack. So it's, it's like all that information out there about like how supposedly women have heart attacks and they don't notice. Yeah. And then they also get embarrassed, so they go to the bathroom and then they die more uh, than men. Wait, what does that arm pain feel like? I don't know. But on the same topic, I also read an article recently that uh, supposedly period pain cramps hurt as bad as heart attacks. Uh, I read that too. I was discussing it with a friend and we were also trying to figure out like which part of period pain they were talking about. And are these the kind of heart attacks that you can like just go to the bathroom during and, and die alone. And, <laughs> or, you know, one of the, the people who have a heart attack and like basically don't notice it and go yeah. on with their lives because that totally happens or is it the kind of heart attack that happens to men where they actually feel like they're dying i'm gonna go with that one yeah it definitely like... sometimes hurts that bad i don't know mine haven't been that bad since i had that weird infection that i had <laughs> <laughs> but yeah my body's doing pretty good 
Cool. I pretty much ate nothing but brownies this weekend, and I have Good choice. Um, been trying to recover from that by eating a lot of green things. So. I've been doing the same thing since we were on vacation, um, yeah. and I uh, think I might have already told you this, but I dubbed it the no milkshake left behind vacation, <laughs> and um, yeah, we ate a lot of junk, and now I'm like, can I... Just get me some vegetables yeah. in my life. Makes you feel good. Yeah, but so does junk. <laughs> Both of them can make you poop a lot, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it's just me and Katie today. We don't have a guest. We don't have a guest. And we are talking about periods and... Queefing? Queefing. Periods? Well, a specific aspect of periods. The best part of periods. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how you poop when you're on your period. Because <laughs> there's, there's tons of grossness about periods that we can get into, but we thought that, I mean, we can talk about it for so long that we <laughs> thought we needed to narrow it down a little bit for an episode. So, period poop. Here we yeah. come. Oh, I guess I didn't talk about how I was feeling. Do you want... Do you... Time warp. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind. Uh, I don't know what I feel except for that I'm farting a lot right now because I'm on my period. Does your hair count as your body? Yeah. I got a haircut. Yeah. And that was great. Jessica has a bowl cut again. <laughs> Everything is right in the world. Yeah. Except all that stuff that's not. <laughs> but also, I guess it's especially because I wanted to talk about, like, gender essentialism on this episode that I feel like that's a good thing to, I don't know, just check in with my body that I feel like now that I have a more androgynous haircut, it just feels more correct. I feel like it's really nice to feel more like I have an exterior depiction of how I feel interiorly, especially because I just feel like I want these weird, uh, not like I want to be more masculine, but I just want to be like David Bowie and like <laughs> do things that are like genderless and arty and weird. Um, and I felt like my haircut before was too normal. I'm glad that you feel happier in your haircut. It's my favorite haircut on you, Thank so you. I feel happier with you in your haircut too. <laughs> So yeah, I'm going to start talking about period diarrhea. Do it. Okay. Well, I wanted to first talk about how uh, um, <laughs> it was really annoying because I feel like on, well, on one hand, I was kind of excited that it seemed like there were a lot of magazines and things that were like talking about what happens when you poop on your period. And I kind of thought that was cool, like teen magazines from when I was a kid that I didn't think would be talking about this kind of stuff. But I also thought that like every single article I read about period diarrhea was like really transphobic and was like only using women experience, da 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 Or even if they started out with being like people who have periods, by the end of it, they just reverted back to saying women. So just... Really wanted to acknowledge that women are not the only people who have periods, and I think that that is very important and something for like us to address as well, since we're talking about bodies a lot. That we're not like essentializing our experience as like the female 
experience or something like that. There are some really interesting conversations happening, I think, especially in like the art world about like representations of feminism being all about like vaginal and uterus stuff. And I don't want to really like perpetuate that because I think the critiques against it are really valid. So even though we think it's important to talk about what's going on with our physical bodies, we do not want to universalize that as like some sort of symbol of womanhood. I don't yeah. know if you have any thoughts on that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was really interesting. There's some galleries right now who, that are refusing to accept, like, like, they're not refusing to accept, like, works about, like, uteruses or periods, but, like, they're refusing to accept it when it's, like, attached to, yeah, feminism, because, like, they don't want to, like, essentialize um, people's body parts. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Are you doing that at your gallery? Um, I really haven't run into that that much. I'm sure if it came across, I probably would kind of have an issue with that. <laughs> like, cool. Um, but the gallery I was thinking of in particular also is like a store, and I think they were selling stuff like that before, and then they like mm. cut that line of stuff um, because they did not want it. Because, you know, like those like little banners that say like, you know, like feminism with like a uterus or something. And I definitely use references to my body in my own artwork, but I feel like it's kind of not really celebratory <laughs> in that way that's being critiqued. Um, but anyway, so I think period diarrhea might be uh, kind of why we talked about starting this podcast. I think it was. <laughs> um, we were um, at the horseshoe a late night diner one night with a friend of ours that should tell you how long we've been talking about doing this from around bellingham um what's up mel because i think she inspired us um and um yeah being drunk and talking loudly about uh poop coming out of uh my butt while blood comes out of my vagina (laughs) and so to get into the the background of period diarrhea, if you were somebody that uh, is always pooping profusely while you are bleeding, you are normal, and that happens to basically everyone with periods. So apparently why that happens, and I was really stoked uh, to find this out because I literally did Google why am I pooping so much on my period. <laughs> Um, and it has to do uh, with uh, prostaglandins. 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 Um, that sounds like your like friendly neighborhood family. <laughs> you know the prostaglandins down the street. Uh, <laughs> if you need somebody to watch your cat <laughs> or clean out your colon, uh, <laughs> the prostaglandins are the ones to call. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um uh, uh, a lipid is what this says. I don't think I really know what a lipid is. It's like a the fat thing. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, I'm just thinking like, what a is that? Cell? A limp limpet? The <laughs> tiny sea creature? Yeah. In the shell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now in my brain, they're little tiny sea creatures okay. <laughs> going through um my body. So apparently they uh, will spike um, when you're getting your period and um, 
what they do is they affect, um, I think it said somewhere, soft muscle. And so that is your uterus, but it's also, oh, smooth muscle is what it is. Um, it's your uterus, but also your intestinal organs. So what happens then is that just in the same way that your uterus is like, get it out and sort of releasing and opening up, but also like pushing things out of it. Uh, it is also uh, those pro... <laughs> are also telling your butt to do that. So, uh, get it out. So, in the same way that your cervix gets all loosey goosey, uh, your anus uh, also gets very floppy and uh, just kind of lets that poop out. They're uh, kind of almost like your body's internal poppers. <laughs> floppy anus that is the technical term that right? is the technical term every doctor will uh back me up on that <laughs> <laughs> your um your pro, pro prostaglandins will um increase when you're on your period and then uh they'll decrease at other points in your cycle and so Usually people that get uh, lots of diarrhea on their period, they might get constipated at other points in their cycle. And also, the those prostaglandins, um, <laughs> they are less present in people who are pregnant. And huh. that is in order to be like, keep the baby in. And uh, then that's also kind of why you get uh, constipated when you're pregnant. Ugh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's good that the baby stays in, but mm -hmm. you have to be constipated the whole time you're I pregnant. I know. I hope not. Oh, boy. Yeah. That sounds... I mean, there's a lot of things that sound really awful about uh, being pregnant. <laughs> but uh, so apparently also, and I might be getting this wrong, but uh, progesterone can also increase when people are on their periods. And so then, ironically, it can also make you constipated. So um, you could be both constipated or have diarrhea, depending on how sensitive your body is to uh, those different things. So much fun. Yeah. Um, my birth control releases progesterone, so mm. it probably makes me more constipated than normal. Mm -hmm. Although, got to come back to this. This is going to be like every episode where I'm going to say, I'm vegan now, <laughs> so that's not a problem. Actually, I was going to say that the I am barely ever constipated, but when I eat meat, I'm like, yeah, me I get constipated. constipated. Yeah, when I eat a lot of meat. Yeah. Um, and definitely, like, I remember being constipated as a kid, and... Now I'm just, like, as an adult that I've, like, stopped, like, I'm, I used to be vegan. Uh, <laughs> I'm one of those people now. Uh, and, but when I was vegan, I just pooped all the time. I uh, never stopped pooping because I was also drinking a lot of coffee and smoking a lot of cigarettes because I was super healthy vegan. <laughs> and, um, I, I didn't eat meat. I ingested nicotine. Um, and, uh... Yeah, 
so I looking back, I'm just like, oh, my parents were feeding me like way too much meat and they really probably shouldn't have been feeding me that much well, meat. I didn't need it. Eat too much meat. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think when you just like grow up constipated, that becomes your your default and you think mm-hmm. that that's normal and you only recognize that you're constipated when you're like really medically constipated. Yeah. And you don't realize that your your default normal is actually supposed to be shitting like multiple times a day and it comes out nice and easy. Yeah, there's like I feel like there's very few joys that I have more than like when you have like a perfect poop. And like <laughs> perfect like how, can you like, define like that? What is also known as a ghost poop? <laughs> Um, where you poop and you wipe and there's nothing there. Is that <laughs> just like a, an experience that's inherently magical because it's um, surprising? Or is that an experience that feels perfect because as assigned female at birth people, <laughs> we're socialized forever to feel like we should leave no trace of our uh, bodily functions. I feel like that's a really good analysis, but for me, it's just like a time management thing. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yes, I don't have to like, spend that much time in the bathroom. Like, yeah, and I feel that too. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's true, and maybe we should do a whole episode on how wacky the Kellogg's guy was and all yeah. of his beliefs about bodies, but, like, he believed that when you had those, like, ghost poops that that meant your body was, like, peak health. Huh. Yeah. Like, the goal was to just have, like, the cleanest poops, just, like... Maybe there's something to it. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know if that's true or not, but I just feel like maybe this means I'm healthier. Like, it's just, like, my body is not, like, got too much, like, shit literally to get rid of. <laughs> like, doesn't have, like, a lot of excess garbage that it's, like, shoving out of me. And instead, it's just the right amount. <laughs> well, I think also a lot of times you you can get little, like, folds and wrinkles and and pockets and stuff in your Mm -hmm. colon if um if your muscles are really weak or if you've had a prolapse Mm -hmm. or or all kinds of things can happen and so sometimes um a little bit of poop gets like stuck in those and then it will come out after everything is done and so it Mm -hmm. feels like you're not getting clean but it's actually extra stuff coming out i I'm always super annoyed when that happens, though. When you're like, you're like, and I'm done. Po-. Nope. <laughs> like, and that still happens still pooping. On your period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I had so many false starts this week, <laughs> where or, or false stops, I guess, where you're just like, I'm done. I'm not done. Oh. Still gonna be pooping for a while longer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not on my period we're not for synced. once <laughs> i well because i i keep trying to talk to people about this i've been having two periods a month for <sighs> like forever like going on two years now and yeah I no guess. doctor i talk to seems to care because uh, doctors don't fucking give a shit about these things yeah and i i had all this other stuff happen recently where i was just like in a lot of pain after I had my IUD removed. Yeah. And nobody could figure out why I was in pain. And I 
I, I went to the hospital and I had an, um, an MRI done, I think, or CAT scan or something. I don't remember, but they wanted to make sure I didn't have appendicitis and I didn't. And finally, after like a month of being almost bedridden by extreme abdominal pain, um, it turns out that I had gotten an infection from the clinic where I had my IUD taken out, which is like, maybe not their fault. I don't even know how it works. It was like a, a really uh, traumatic procedure for me because of course there was um, no anesthetic whatsoever. And um, normally when you take an IUD out, you just tug on the strings until it pops out. But I had had my strings cut during a previous procedure. And so they had to like go fishing for it with a crochet hook and <laughs> yank it out that. No, it was awful. It <laughs> it sounds funny, but it was horrible. And there was a lot of blood and it yeah. is, it took like several minutes and is is definitely like the most intense experience that or the like the most intense pain that I have ever felt it's without so any attempt to mitigate it. Yeah. And I don't think that the doctor knew that it was going to be that bad. I think maybe um this poor guy had never done this procedure before. Um mm. and he seemed really shaken up too by it. So I I wanted to like Almost be like, oh, hey, it's okay. Except <laughs> I was, like, literally shaking afterwards. Oh. So I was like, no, I just need a minute. Is that, um, like, feminine socialization oh, that yeah. you need to, like, take exactly. care of somebody and I was that like, oh, I'm sorry. is hurting you? I, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. And I'm like, okay, no, wait, you're, you're the one who feels that way. Like, it's yeah. okay for you to just, like, sit here and feel and, like, not worry about someone else. And I, even after this this whole infection thing and talking to like a gazillion different doctors about what the heck's wrong with my vagina and trying to talk to them about how for the last like year and a half or two years I've been having really intense cramps and two periods a month and like I can tell when I ovulate and I have like Mm -hmm. this whole ovulation period and they're all like "Mm, well um you don't have cancer so uh, go home and come back if it gets worse. And that's just been the response this whole time. So, magically, I'm not on my period today. And we're out of sync, which is hilarious, because you have two periods from which to <laughs> choose which to, to sync, sync up, up with. to. So. I have ovulation bleeding, too, sometimes. And it's not, like, a full period, but I'll have, like, spotting when I'm ovulating. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that is an IUD thing or not, but... I think it's a really normal thing. Yeah. Also, I think that if you have ovarian cysts, which is super common and is, Mm -hmm. I learned recently, not the same thing as having... Like, you can have a lot of cysts, and it's not polycystic ovary syndrome, Mm -hmm. which just by its name alone would make you think like, oh, if I have a lot of cysts all the time, maybe I have that, but you don't. (laughs) They're separate things. So, but if you, if you have a lot of ovarian cysts, a lot of times those are filled with blood and when you ovulate, it causes them to jostle around and pop. And then that blood draining is Mm -hmm. what looks like spotting or potentially a whole second period. Yeah. Well, like, it's funny because I was in, I bet, I think every article that I read about this, it was so focused on like how you can uh, like prevent or fix getting um 
diarrhea while you're on your period. And so many of them were suggesting hormonal birth control. And I was like, that's hilarious because... Because it makes it worse. Because in my case, it hormonal birth control might not make you have diarrhea, but it makes you vomit, which no doctor I ever spoke to cared about that. And they were like... You are just experiencing the same symptoms as if you were pregnant because your body is confu- like confusing that it thinks you're pregnant and that's why you're not getting pregnant. I don't know. That's what I had a doctor say to me and I don't know if that's even true. But it I would – sounds like somebody forgot everything from medical school <laughs> and was just making stuff up. Like it was like three or four different doctors who were like, yeah, it's a side effect. And I was like, I have to call in sick from work. Because every time I take a new pack, I'm vomiting. Like, I'm throwing up. I was like, is it even working? Am I throwing up the pills? Like, and they were like, oh, sorry, it's a side effect. And we it's don't totally care. normal and it's fine. Yeah. And then, of course, my insurance would only let me have the, like, generic ones that made it worse. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> having periods. Super great. Yeah. Or also having, like, the prevention of pregnancy put onto the person with the vagina. Yeah. I was thinking about that, though, because I know that they're making, like, male hormonal birth control, but you run into the same issue where, like, do you... Like, you really have to be with somebody that you trust. Because mm-hmm. I feel like... People can walk around and be like, oh, yeah, I'm taking birth control, yeah. but because I'm the one with the uterus, I'm still the one who has to deal with the consequences, mm-hmm. so I don't feel like I would trust anybody. Or, like, people who take off condoms in the middle of sex. Yeah. Like, there's that's still a thing, so you could very well, yeah, have somebody who's like, oh, totally, I'm on birth control. Yeah, so, I mean, any anyone could do that, regardless of yeah, gender true. or their body. And, like... So I'm just going to, like, have to hang out with a guy for, like, a month or two until <laughs> I can see, like, what part of the month he vomits and has diarrhea. <laughs> and if, it, if that moves in a monthly cycle, then I'll know, like, okay, this guy's actually on birth control. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I wonder That's if I my new plan. I'm going to put that in my uh, Tinder profile. <laughs> Must be to... on birth control. I have to you know you for a month. Or... <laughs> uh, let me see if there's any other... Oh, one thing that's nice, and I don't think that this actually works, though, uh, <laughs> is that supposedly an- like anti-inflammatories will reduce uh, the amount of diarrhea that you have on your period. Uh, but I am pretty much addicted to ibuprofen and take it in unnecessary quantities when I'm on my period. Bad for your stomach. Oh, probably. I'm sure my liver's fucked. But, uh, so I wonder if I would just have, like, way worse diarrhea if I wasn't taking so much ibuprofen. And also... Probably. It says probiotics can also help, but I also take probiotics. Uh, eating lots of fiber, probably. Yeah. I mean, it, you get diarrhea when you're um, your colon muscles are like spastic, right? Mm. So yeah, because they can give like anti-diarrheals or sometimes like anti-spasmodics yeah. or something. So they chill your muscles out. Yeah, you can take anti-diuretics, but that could have an effect where then you are constipated. I think an anti-diuretic is something different. What is it makes you hold water? Oh, <laughs> anti-diarrhea. You're already doing that on your period, <laughs> so I don't think you would want another one. 
but apparently it's, it's also why you're uh, usually bloated, too, because it's, like, yeah, kind of getting gases and shit trapped. And, but that, Everything's like, trapped. That spastic thing that you're talking about is, yeah, like, basically your colon starts doing this same thing that, like, is what cramps are with your uterus or your butthole <laughs> is, is professional like, terminology only is basically like opening closing opening closing trying to like shove things out of it uh, <laughs> and uh, making mashed potatoes make, down there making mashed potatoes um mashed potatoes sound really good right now <laughs> i have some potatoes I'm 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 full. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's kind of all I had. Uh, I spent quite a long time uh, trying to find uh, celebrities who've had diarrhea on their periods and <laughs> came up with nothing except some videos of Christina Aguilera getting her period uh, on stage. Whoa! <laughs> no di- no diarrhea though. I remember that. Yeah. Um, I researched a little bit about. When you have blood clots in your period. Mm. And it's almost the same thing, too, because normally your menstrual blood will kind of pool in the bottom of your uterus. And it it kind of waits there for um, anticoagulants Ah. to, to get in there i forgot how this <laughs> happens they're secreted somewhere they're gathered by the rest of your but whatever so it thins your they blood get up there in your parts while it's well it's just like waiting in the like vestibule of your uterus <laughs> and then once it your vestibule gets thinned out by the anticoagulants then it um makes it a lot easier for it to come out of your cervix but sometimes when your muscles get all spastic sometimes your cervix will just like like grab a whole clot of blood that hasn't been thinned yet and will like <laughs> like spit that out instead and so that's why sometimes stuff comes out of you that looks like <laughs> we were just watching the um <laughs> Cameron Esposito skit where she yeah. talks about having something the size of a strawberry come out of you and sometimes it is I don't think I've ever had anything the size of a strawberry, but oh, have you ever... I have. That's awesome. <laughs> have you ever had the problem where where you pull a tampon or a sponge out and it's just, like, this viscous, like, uh, string that will not stop and it's, like, <laughs> still coming out of you? It's, like, still inside of you and you've, like, pulled it all the way out to go to the oh. trash can and you're just like, when will this break? <laughs> It just keeps going, and then you just get blood everywhere. I have not had that. Oh, that was me like Have every it. time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, snot. It, well, that's what I was gonna say. Is that that's one of the things that makes up period blood is mucus. Yeah, so that's why it gets like I that. Think you just must have a very mucusy vaginal tract. That's beautiful. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> you can see vaginal fluid. Yeah. Or like vaginal s- men- men- menstruation snot. 
Menstrual snot. <laughs> Menstrual snot. Yeah. <laughs> you could sneeze it out. Okay, so that was the oh, other thing. Yeah. You mentioned a sponge, and um, we wanted to touch a little bit on sea sponge tampons because we both have used them for several years and are in love with them. Because they're the best. That's kind of a thing that grosses a lot of people out in, like, even going to Planned Parenthood or something. Like, I told a nurse one time that I used a sea sponge, and she almost, like, stepped back and was like, what, really? Like, I had, like, time-traveled from the 70s, and she was yeah. like, why? <laughs> why? Is it is it sanitary? And I was like, you're the one who studies this stuff? Like, yeah, yeah you should know it's totally sanitary as long as you take Clean care it. of it. Yeah. Yeah. So... The deal with the sea sponge tampons is that you buy these little tiny sponges. They're like the size of maybe a, a kiwi or something. And they they actually come from a sea creature, which I just realized maybe they're not vegan, but... Uh, <laughs> a, oh. <laughs> a sea sponge is, is kind of like a plant. It doesn't have a nervous system, so they can actually harvest sea sponges off of or they can harvest part of a sea sponge and then the rest of it will like grow back or it can grow back bigger. It's more like pruning a tree. And they the the places that harvest them ethically obviously don't take the whole creature. So um I think it's probably okay for me to use them. Um as we discussed, you feed your cats meat. So yeah, well they they have to eat. Some chickens are dying somewhere. <laughs> Chickens and fish and... It's okay. Human beings die making your vegetables, so... I think there's, like, venison in the cat food I get for them. There's some fancy Ooh. shit. Yeah, my cats like venison snacks, and it kind of makes me sad. Little deer snacks? I know. It just makes me imagine them chewing on deer carcasses. One of your cats totally would. Oh, yeah. Chili would take down a deer. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... Um, if you live in Bellingham, you can at least get them at the co-op. I assume mm-hmm. you can probably also get them at the public market, and they're called Sea Pearls. Um, there's a bunch of other brands of them, and I, you can even make your own, but it's kind of a laborious process to um, cut them to a round shape and pick through them to make sure there's no like pieces of shells or sand or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to do it, though. So No, I've seen folks that have... Uh, like a big one in their yeah. bathroom. Did they just cut off they, a little piece yeah. of it? Yeah, I want to be that person. It's probably like a well, not in these bathrooms because I'd need a dehumidifier yeah. to like leave it in our bathroom, but it would get all moldy. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, I also would want to. It's probably cost effective. Yeah. Or like it kind of makes you wonder if you could just buy one of those big ones that they sell as like a loofah. Yeah. Put a loofah up your badge. No. <laughs> Did you know a loofah is actually like a type of squash? What? Yeah. You can grow your own loofahs. They grow on a vine. Venice and I were going to do it. No. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And then you just like let them dry out. <gasps> That's crazy. Okay. Separate. Anyway. <laughs> also cool body product that you can get from the earth. It is sustainable. Um... So sea sponges, like, they, because they don't have, because they're not full of tons of chemicals and bleaches and um, all kinds of nasty shit, um, they don't give you TSS. I mean, I'm sure you can get it if you leave them in a really long time, Mm -hmm. grow bacteria on them, but 
part of the reason that I love them is because like if I am if I have a lighter flow, I can wear them for like 12 hours, 24 mm-hmm. hours and not leak at all and also like not have to worry constantly about like replacing or cleaning something in me. Mm-hmm. So unless <laughs> unless they get full <laughs> which <laughs> Which is why we we talked about sneezing earlier, because sometimes if you, like, if they get full or if you didn't squeeze it out well enough before you put it in and you sneeze, (laughs) you might squeeze out whatever is in it. So we've dubbed that queezing. Queezing, yeah. Which is a... A A sneeze queef. Yes. Sneeze (laughs) queef. (laughs) Yeah, where it's basically your, uh, even though I guess, I guess it's not technically queefing, but <laughs> that's what we decided to call it. Well, there's, I mean, I'm sure there's some air in it, too. Yeah. And you could queef when you sneeze. We were also... I don't know if I have, but I can definitely see that happening. Before we started recording for inspiration, we watched the World Queefing Championships. It was weird. It was weird. It was like a Howard Stern bit, and I... Howard Stern makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't recommend it, but... But if you want to be a guest, bro. in awe (laughs) of these women who could queef on demand, and it wasn't like me trying to burp where I get out one burp every, like, 10 or 15 seconds. It was like a... It was like machine gun queefs. It was amazing. (laughs) about queefing (laughs) so if you know how to queef on command please let us know i want to (laughs) learn i want to do vaginal weightlifting yeah um, especially because i can almost deadlift my own weight whoa i probably could at least once i got up to uh 135 last time yeah um and be really fucking cool to vaginally weightlift uh your own weight <laughs> I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know what the world try. championship is for vaginal weightlifting, but I yeah. think you're pretty sick. So, if you are a person who queefs a lot and don't want to, one thing that they suggest is toning your the muscles in your vaginal wall. So, if you do become a vaginal weightlifter, no queefing, a vaginal bodybuilder. <laughs> A if, vaginal builder? <laughs> a vagina builder. If, <laughs> if you become a vagina bodybuilder, it will probably make it so you don't queeze anymore. Oh. That would be kind of great. Or quaff. Quaff. Because <laughs> um, that happens too. Wait, did we already go over that you have not had the same experience of accidentally having a fart cat in your vagina that you queef out? Yeah, I have not had that happen. <laughs> But so, like, normally when you queef, the the air the air doesn't emanate from inside of you. It it comes into your vagina mm-hmm. from the outside. Sometimes your butt. <laughs> I have never personally experienced this, but other people have told me that sometimes you can fart and the fart gets sucked yes. up into your yes. vagina. Yes. So if you're wearing <laughs> especially really tight pants and you're sitting <laughs> a certain way... Um, and the fart doesn't get, like, pants with, like, those fucking thick seams let go, like, right down your butt. Like, I've definitely been, like, sitting in a certain way, and that bubble just finds its way into the one (laughs) space it can go to. And then I've had to very intentionally, because it freaked me out, 
push that fart out of my vagina. Queefed out a fart. <laughs> I've quarted. <laughs> More than once. Quarted. You're normal if you've quarted. Queefarted. Quarted. Queefed. It's normal. You're not weird. Yeah. Pretty much everything's normal. Everything's normal. Also, sea sponges is cool. Despite yeah. the queezing and the quaffing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really easy to sanitize and take care of. And if you want more information, ask one of us or go find it on the web. And don't listen to all those websites that tell you that they're, like, unsanitary and weird. Because, you know, that's just trash talk. <laughs> And also, like, tampons are hella unsanitary and weird as also, well. Also, also, I... And they're full of rayon, which is, like, my arch <laughs> in the world. Since I was on that road trip and I got my period unexpectedly on the road trip, and so I had to go get tampons at a gas station, and um, they dry the fuck out of my vagina. And yeah, it just doesn't... they're designed to do that. It doesn't make sense to me because I'm like, yeah, of course you're, like, sucking shit up, but, like... How is it that I am gushing fluid and yet I feel like it's sandpaper shoving this thing up my crotch? They're like, designed to do it. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. So that's another thing that's great about sea sponges is that they're like a little bit wet and yeah. soft when you put them in. So you don't yeah. get that at all. And then obviously they're wet when you take them out. But yeah. Um, it- there's no nasty fibers in them that are designed to dry you out more. Uh-huh. I feel like... Also, you can have sex with them in. Yeah, that's true. It's great. You <laughs> don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> I feel like when I try to use a regular tampon that I have, like, a duck vagina that just is like, nope, I'm not letting it in. I'm turning into a labyrinth, and you are not coming in my vagina tampon. <laughs> and it just shuts this shit down. <laughs> like... Which, uh, you know, like, Republican senators think uh, vaginas do all the time. But but only for tampons. But only for tampons. <laughs> yeah. Not for <laughs> unwanted pregnancies. So, really, they need to, like, make condoms out of, like, scratchy rayon and chemicals. <laughs> and make men wear them all the time. And then <laughs> we actually could prevent rape. <laughs> Maybe. With our own vaginas. <laughs> They're already designed for it. They actually have, and um, this this is a hotly debated issue, um, or was at one point. They have uh, these like female condoms that when have pen- teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's so cool <laughs> that when penetrated, they just clamp down, and that they- person has to go to the hospital to get that shit removed. Or they have like backwards tooth spikes, like tire strips or yeah. something. So like once dick goes in there, it can't come out, <laughs> or it comes out and it has the female condom like stuck yeah. to it, and you have to go to the doctor to get it removed. So I'm not really opposed to that. I mean, granted, there's a big debate around, like, is it really a woman's responsibility to, like, prevent rape? But, like, and plus, rape happens to everyone. But, yeah, I just think that's sweet justice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, oh, I feel like we should... <laughs> I feel like we should add in... Uh, there's some bullshit on the internet about, like, a queen queef or something, which we were 
sorely disappointed to find out was not a real thing. Saint Queef. Saint Queef. Saint Mallory Queef. Uh, but if anybody wants to make me a, like, you know, like, saint card for uh, Saint Mallory Queef, I will I would get put a, that on my wall. I would get a fucking tattoo of Saint Mallory <laughs> Queef. Yeah. If someone wants to draw that for me. <laughs> Maybe she will have to be our the patron saint of bodily excrements for us. It's not excrement. <laughs> Queefs are okay. A body- odorless, unless it's a heart <laughs> that you trapped. Unless it's a fart queef. Uh, <laughs> bodily functions. Yeah. Okay. Normal bodily noises. Bodily functions. Um. But yes, unfortunately, the naming of the queef did not originate from a saint. I think that was like a a college humor joke or something. Yeah. It just. But it's just an onomatopoeic word it comes from the uh, a variant of scottish or northern english quiff for a puff of wind poof 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 quiff 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 that's just never gonna get old nope uh don't forget to fart in your vagina and and air your vagina out <laughs> Or your genitals in general. Probably all genitals need a little bit of air now and then. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Bye. Queef. <laughs> Queef. Queef. Are we done? Yeah. Okay.